0: What's up, Labial Lounges? I got Hannah here with me. We're going to have a little, I don't know, debrief reflection time on our experience doing the Labial Lounge live together for the first time ever. Um, and then I've got another couple of really incredible conversations and stories that um, happened on the couch. And then at the end, I think I finally have some – Resolute well, I don't know if it's a full resolution, but I've got some fucking goss on Bumble Guy. I've got some serious, <laughs> serious um intel. Um, I've done some pretty creepy detective work. I've been very committed to the cause for your <laughs> listening pleasure. I'm like feeling slightly ethically confused about whether like how I've gone about this is even okay. <laughs> Wanted to know. I really wanted to um be able to wrap this one up and tie a bow on it. So um stick around to the end of the episode to um get the dish. Hey Hannah. Hey. So what do you reckon? What are your thoughts? I I feel like we smashed it. That was a Um, really enjoyable experience.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think one thing for me that like stood out from all the stories that we collected is I feel like for some people the things that they shared It was like, oh, wow, I'm like talking about this. I'm sharing this. And then some people, you know, some of the people who you could tell were like living on another planet a little bit, for them it was like child's play. So I feel like there was a real range of like how groundbreaking it was for people to share and like how intense the things that people shared were. Like there was a real range of people that we talked to, I think, in terms of like, you know, totally
0: yeah. totally and I guess like you know the people that come and sit on a big pussy couch are probably like halfway there you know they obviously yeah. have to be open enough and comfortable enough to chat with me some of them didn't uh didn't want me to record so that was totally fine and I still had some some uh off off the grid conversations is that what I want to say off the grid off, no. the record? Off, the record. off the record yeah yeah that <laughs> um but it was yeah it was super cool and I was like astounded I was just really impressed by, like, the caliber of, you know, what people had to offer. I was – sometimes I'd throw some curly questions out there or, like, you know, just kind of think I was going to get a basic answer. And then everyone just seemed to have fucking gold for me. Like, I was just like, whoa, I would have you guys on regularly as co-hosts of this podcast. Like, multiple people, I was like, who the fuck are you? Can we be friends?
1: Yeah, 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 totally. I was – I guess I was surprised by that, but I think it also makes sense because I think like as a society, we are moving towards, you know, like being more open about talking about these things and being more educated about these things. And I thought it was really cool that everyone's kind of like heads were in the same place. And the other thing I thought was really cool is that everyone thought the podcast was awesome because obviously it is, (laughs) and obviously you are awesome. And I feel like it was cool because even though you had these people with all of these like, um, you know, like perspectives and like really empowering kind of like ideas and takes on things, you are the person that's bringing it all together. So clap for you for getting it done. I think it was an awesome first round and I can't wait to do more of it because, yeah, like it seemed like the response from people was generally like really good, I think. Like people had Pretty, really cool- yeah stuff to talk about and they were excited to have a platform to talk about it on, which I think is the important part because even though I think perspectives are changing about this realistically, like where can you talk about this to your friends, maybe like there's there's nowhere really else that people can bring these stories that really like Mm -hmm. bring us together really like with these moments um, in relationships and in sex and just like your relationship with yourself as well that kind of happen to all of us, but like we don't really talk about So we love it. That's what the labia lounge is for. (laughs)
0: word. Dude, 100%. That was, like, so the most exquisite thing about that experience for me was, like, I got to see in real time, in real life, how my work, how the podcast, like, how me and my approach is, like, received and how that impacts people because I am honestly just constantly creating fucking dope-free content and just, like, yeah. buffing it out into the into the vacuum of fucking social media and Instagram and uh, sorry internet and whatever whatever and I don't like often get much, Back, like I'm, I'm all, I'm just like little old me in this little, like in my bedroom, just like making stuff, doing stuff, thinking stuff, talking about stuff, and then putting it out there, and not really getting a whole lot back. Yeah. Um, in regards to like feedback or like energy exchange or um, you know, people paying me fucking money, even though this is my livelihood and my business, and I get really fucking disheartened. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know, like, should I give up? I just don't know if this is like, at what point, you know, I've been doing the business for like seven or eight years now I've been doing the podcast for two years now you know I'm really not getting super far in terms of like it becoming uh financially viable as a career choice but I love it and it's rewarding but I'm just like whoa I don't know if I have the spoons to keep going like if it's just always feeling so thankless (laughs) and so it was incredible for me to just like be there with real people having these amazing conversations getting this great like reciprocal energy dynamic like it was it was I was getting back heaps of love heaps of like contribution it was really fucking cool and it was such a huge um it just it was very like affirming and reassuring to me because it was kind of like validating this idea that I've had for ages and I, I, I like think that it's going to be good and I'm like, oh, yeah, the Laby Lounge, this is going to be great. People are going to love it. Oh, yeah, we'll build, build a pussy couch and we'll go to festivals and we'll talk about sex and it'll be great. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I, I didn't actually know if it would work out because, you know what, I've tried a lot of fucking things. Most of them haven't worked mm-hmm. out and I'm feeling pretty jaded these days. Mm-hmm. So it was really mm-hmm. nice for this idea to actually totally. just come to fruition in front of my eyes and see it working, see people's response, yeah. have people, like, given me and then seeing how it had this ripple effect throughout the festival over the
1: weekend. Oh, my God. Yes. ah. That was one of my favourite things is that, like, people were having conversations away from the lounge about the lounge and about the topics and about, like, how they were feeling about it. It was cool to see. It was really cool to see. So, you know, I think you got to do more of it. I think this is it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I've got the social proof now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just so special. Like I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because like, I, I guess I didn't realize how badly I needed like that win <laughs> and to yeah. like have the validation of like what I'm trying to do is good. And it, it is like people do want it and it will be received well. It's like, Oh my God, this is incredible. I'm getting to see it like working even yeah. when I'm not there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's like my whole thing—is like better it communication, is. deeper conversations, fucking destigmatizing taboo yeah. topics, and it was fully happening. So yeah. I'm pretty tickled about that.
1: <laughs> Good. I'm happy that you are because you're going to do it again soon, right? You're going to do it again soon. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I need a. I need to find an, a, a a fucking co-pilot because. You're not yeah. able to fly over. So this is, this is something I learned from this experience is, like, I never want to fucking do this shit alone. I do everything alone. I run my whole business alone. I do everything myself. It is yeah. exhausting and draining and depressing. And getting to do this festival with you who has these, like, amazing skills and, like, very complementary to, to my skill set and, yeah. you know, is equally as enthusiastic and invested as me and just feeling like I was part of a team and I had, like, my vision – and my dreams were being really supported by someone I love and respect. You, bitch. was <laughs> phenomenal. It was like full game changer. I was like, I never want to do this shit alone. If I could somehow get really rich and just pay to fly you over every single event, I would. If, I, if, if you could be my business partner, that would be a dream come true. But in the meantime, until I can convince you of that and make enough money to hire you properly... I need to find a Melbourne-based assistant that can come to festivals and events with me because I can't fucking do that shit alone. Like, I don't have the yeah. social battery to like stand at the front and spruik it and explain it, and then also do the hosting. Like, I just can't. You don't have the time. So, you can if I find an assistant, I'm going to be doing um, an event at a thing called the Summer of Love for Culture Jam. That's like a one-day festival. Um, and that's on the 7th of Jan, so that's soon. So, Woo-hoo! yeah, if, if you would like to be my little spruker, if you've got that amazing extroverted sort of chatty energy that Hannah has and I do not, please inquire within.
1: Yeah, um, this is not a joke. Inquire yeah. within. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I actually need someone. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, loved it love you thought that was just like so fun and such a successful first run of it um hopefully way more to come I'd really like more kind of feedback from listeners about how they found the format of like the live episodes as opposed to my regular kind of episodes like you know how how much of that do you want because like I don't know, if I start doing more events, I'll have lots of fucking audio, obviously. Um, So yeah, I'm just going to figure out how much of that to kind of publish as episodes and obviously still want to get like experts on and talk about specific topics. But yeah, if any of you have any thoughts or feedback, very open to that. Um, Yeah, do you have anything to add before we launch into the final um, guests that I had at Comfort Creek?
1: No, I thought it was great and I can't wait to see Can't wait to see more of this because I think it's cool and I think it was really worthwhile.
0: Mm, Dope. All right. Enjoy these ones. These are chunky conversations, by the way. I loved these and they're pretty long, so I saved them until last. But yeah, they're really, really epic conversations with a couple of men who came and sat on the lounge with me and yeah, I was really, really chuffed that they trusted me to talk about some pretty vulnerable stuff. So enjoy, guys.
2: This program is brought to you by Pussy Magnets.
0: Welcome, welcome, my lovely lumps. Or should I say, lovely labs? I'm so thrilled to have you here in the labia lounge to yawn about all things sexuality, womanhood, holistic health, and everything in between your legs. Ah, can never help myself. Anyway, we're going to have vag loads of real chats with real people about real shit. So buckle up. You're about to receive the sex ed that you never had and have a bloody good laugh while you're at it. Before we get stuck in, I'd like to respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording this, the Manang people. It's an absolute privilege to be living and creating dope podcast content on Noongar country and I pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Now, if y'all are ready, let's flap and do this. (laughs) Oh God, is there such thing as too many vagina jokes in the one intro? (laughs) Whatever. I'm leaving it in. It's my podcast. Don't panic, you're not broken Your sex education was a piece of shit Get your flaps out and pull the couch it's the lady at Lounge <laughs> Mate, there's been so much value in this conversation already and I completely forgot about the recorder so don't worry about that but I, since I work video
2: so I'm like, of course I want to give you some of this value
0: <laughs> Okay, cool, I'm going to ask about that later What What have you got though?
2: Um, what have I got? I'm currently in a way on the back end of a year and a half of exploring my relating style mm-hmm. and getting to understand more what that looks like moving forward in the future. Yeah. And in the last sort of six weeks, it has been a huge change um, from kind of multiple lovers open relating yeah. Um being quite free, lovey, um, energy kind of leaking around, because it's just like, everything's an option.
0: <laughs> spiritual to- fuckboy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you said
2: it, you said it. Yeah, um, yeah, I
0: love talking about spiritual fuckboys on this podcast. And, and I think where
2: I looked at it and justified that it wasn't spiritual fuckboying was because <laughs> I was being authentic, and I was, <laughs> I you- was like... Transparent in my communication and I was so clear and I wasn't like pretending to be anything yep. or yep. Um, I was just being me, you know? Yeah, totally. And, and it's like, okay, that feels like I'm just being with different lovers and we're having fun and um, actually, I feel like I do want to not record this.
0: Yeah, that's okay. Also, I have... I was a spiritual fuck girl and yeah. I completely get it and I was super clear communicated up front they knew what it was duh, duh, duh. doesn't yeah. really matter like you can still accidentally hurt people and there's a point where you yeah. need to like look out for their boundaries when they don't have their own back yes. and like yeah. when sex especially for female bodied people sex gets involved all of the all that brain chemistry like yeah. sure they're gonna be like yeah I'm okay with poly or open or friends benefits or whatever the fuck this is and they want intimacy and they want sex and they want connection so they do it but it's like making yep. them fucking addicted to your dick and then yeah. someone's gonna get hurt like and and yep. I kind of felt like eventually I was just feeling like too shady about how I was that's
2: where I got to yeah
0: yeah, uh, yeah. sorry though do you want me to stop recording i oh, you can keep going okay
2: um I think it was kind of like... I don't know what came up for me there. It's, I pictured so many people on the other end listening to it and judging me. Um, which yeah. is like, yeah. Don't it's, worry,
0: it's I talk... Yeah, I think it would be helpful if you'd heard the podcast and you knew what the vibe was because I feel like you'd be like, I'm fine, yeah, you're fine. Okay. So let me reassure you, like, yeah, these are the exact kinds of conversations That's kind of what I thought having. too. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: So anyway, six weeks ago I had like just one after the other conversation with people where like an ex-lover called me out um, who I'd like tried to be like so fucking like um, my intentions were really pure to not hurt and to not cause any harm and to be truthful and all the stuff and just because having multiple lovers you can't cater to everyone's needs and when you're catering to one person's needs the other ones get deprioritized and then that causes harm Even though I really don't want to do that. Like, Mm. you can only have your hands on the wheel, one wheel at a time. It's
0: so much to juggle. Like, one monogamous relationship is hard enough, honestly. Like, I used to love having a bit of a roster of babes. Yeah. And it's, like, unsustainable.
2: It is. And I
0: also had to, like, kind of give up on that last, like, you know did the whole red sex at dawn <laughs> mating in your activity blah, blah 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 I was like oh monogamy is like unnatural blah 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 I hate it I was really smug about being like poly yeah and look at me now I have changed my fucking tune oh I just like me too yeah it was like, so that's why say it of-
2: experiment and now on the other side of that so like it all came to this crescendo yeah. and I ended all my loverships except for one who I'd been with for four and a half months it was like is this the one is this yeah. the thing that we're gonna be together and then we tried that for about a month and it like it wasn't right so now I'm like the most single I've been in like uh, over a year yeah like a year and a half um, with no tires or anything yeah which no. feels like no Great. prospects. No prospects. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, dude, there's always
0: prospects. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, no, like, nothing on the hook. Nothing You're not on really the hook. Not reeling anything in right now. Nothing not like, on the
3: hook.
2: Yeah,
0: that's an interesting space when you've been, like, kind of poly mm. for a long time because you never have to be alone. You never have to be truly single yeah. ever. And that was, it was an addiction for me as well. Yeah. It was, like, constantly seeking validation and meaning right? and, like, it's, it's like you needed to detox that and be fucking properly single for a while mm. and be like, oh, this is what it feels like to just be with myself and not have any external validation or touch yeah. or any... Ah! Like, but it's hard. But you also...
2: <laughs> think, like, that's true, but also, like, why do we have to do that to ourselves? Yeah. Do we? Like, why? No,
0: that's what... This is... It's a
2: human... It's a core need, touch and connection and... Um, it's
0: really... Yeah, it's really tricky.
2: Yeah. It's... Like, um, doing it in a healthy way. And I think I, I get... I get distracted by and we all do distracted by like shiny beautiful things and it's like I know this isn't the person that I want to like partner with and have babies with
0: but I'll have fun for a little bit I mean it's better than nothing in the meantime yeah I yeah yeah, I think as I've gotten older and like thought more and more about this and and also my standards and just my standards of connection and attraction and sex and compatibility and all of that are like sky high like the bar is so high and it's so such a specific criteria like I'm not I used to kind of share myself and my energy pretty willy-nilly. Not willy-nilly, but I was a little bit discerning, but not that discerning. Mm. I would rather not have to sleep alone
1: Mm. and just
0: kind of have a cuddle buddy or, like, you know, whatever that I wasn't that into than just being alone. Whereas now, I would way rather just be alone Mm. unless it's, like, a high-quality companion that I really... Mm. My rule that I ended up making myself years ago was, like, okay, do do I want to wake up tomorrow morning next to this person? Mm -hmm. And the answer was almost always, fuck no. And I was like, cool, not going to invite them home just because I want cuddles tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel you. It's just like, it's valuable to... I mean, I think, like, I have quite cuddly, affectionate, tactile friendships. Mm. I have, like platonic baths with lots of my friends we just hang out and catch up in the bath there's a lot of like massage swapping there's a lot of like touch and cuddles so luckily I get a bit of that from my friendship so when I'm single I don't feel completely starved Mm. because touch is my love language as well and it just soothes my nervous system to have that and the oxytocin that comes from just like cuddles and massage and like yeah I mean if yeah Mm. anyway I just took over that conversation did you have any more thoughts on that? So you've decided. What made you just decide? Like, I'm going to be monogamous. Like, everyone just started calling you. I decided
2: being monogamous, but um, and also another element that's really tough right now is that, like, having touch and connection and intimacy at a time when, like, my friends just passed away. There's like other things like going on in my life, and (laughs) that feels really soothing and. that's almost, like, even more of a challenge. It's like, okay, I'm going through all this shit now. Can I still, like, honor myself in not, like, chasing a connection just because I want the intimacy and I actually don't want to be with that person? Um, yeah. So it's an extra challenge even now. Um, Gosh. Yeah. And and I think, yeah, the thing that kind of, like, initially triggered it was a few conversations, like, with an ex-lover who kind of called me out because she was getting hurt and the way that I had been kind of showing up in in relating um, which was because I didn't I guess if you don't prioritize one and there's multiple then none of them are prioritized and yeah. then it's going to cause harm yeah. so I was called out on that and I've just it was a few people in a row that I had these conversations with and I'm like okay somebody has got to significantly shift because yeah. it was experimental I was like I can't have this free love and flowy and like Yeah, just be with multiple people and like almost um, not see sex as the powerful thing that it is. Like it almost like it shouldn't necessarily be on a pedestal, Mm. but it also, you know, for lack of a better word, it's it is sacred in a way. Yeah,
0: dude, totally. Yeah, I don't think I I'm not like capable of having casual sex or one night stands. I'm not not really like interested in any kind of sex that isn't like love making you know and for that I need safety I need connection I need compatibility yeah. and like yeah it's like harder to come by that in the dating scene I think it, it, it requires like a bit of like established rapport mm. so it takes time yeah. to build that safety and rapport. I don't know, like, I can't imagine just meeting someone and having sex with them yeah. straight away anymore, whereas, like, I used to do that.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah, me too. And one of the comments that she said was, like, you're building a reputation. And, Ooh, yeah.
0: as a spiritual fuckboy.
2: Well, she didn't say that, but, but you said it. Kinda... <laughs> that's kind of... That's kind of implied, Whoa. I suppose, yeah. Fuck. And, um, and, like, I know I'm biased, but, like, I feel like the way I was doing it was with, like, the highest... Almost not the highest, I would probably get called out on that, but like a, a high integrity. level of integrity. I mean, you know, like I wasn't like... lying, I wasn't being a dickhead. Yeah, I was, like I you mean, were trying to do it right. You were trying to do it right. And you know what? I think, Intention, like, like you said
0: it was an experiment. And I think the difference is like between you and actual spiritual black boys is like you had that feedback from people and you're reflecting on it and you're changing based on that Mm. you're like that was an experiment it was fun but i'm getting this like feedback that i'm not you know it's actually not great how it's being received and it's not sustainable i'm gonna have to like think about how i can change that and that is like that i think that that's kind of rare and awesome Mm. the willingness to like listen and receive the feedback and then like change Mm. like take it on that's great because a lot of people don't fucking do that and they're like I'm right and I'm going to keep being a spiritual fuckboy yeah. and just doing it because I want to and it feels good and I don't yeah. really care about the consequences for other people like because that definitely goes on
2: I think, I think what it is, and for me, and that's true, I think it's like I almost like, absolved myself of the responsibility. It's like I've told you all of the things and so we've mm. had these open communications about it and if you're going to get upset, like, you know, that's that's on you. Oh, and,
0: spoken like a true spiritual fuck boy. <laughs> yeah, And, and no. I realized I've
2: got to take responsibility and I have a duty of care. Fucking
0: oath. Yeah. That was the same realization I came to. And, like, uh, my friend Hannah, who's here with me, we've had conversations about this a lot because it's like at what point, yeah, I think duty of care is a really good way of putting it actually because, you know, you can be as completely transparent and like loving and kind with your communication and you can, you know, try to navigate something with integrity and authenticity and be very clear about what this is, what this is not, what you can offer, what you're not offering blah blah blah, like doesn't fucking matter like actions speak louder than words and people mm. absorb like they don't listen to your words one if they're into you they're selectively hearing what they want to hear and yeah. there's a shred of hope that they're going to change you and you're going to just like you're, like because I would be like I don't want to be in a relationship I'm I had a primary partner at the time so if I met a new person I'd be like this is never going to be like what you might want it to be mm. I have a primary partner duh, 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 this is what it can be are you down with that and then kind of dust my hands and be like cool well if they want to keep yeah, like you know like, lavishing um, in their and energy and kind of thing, attention so. on me that yeah then like i'm going to fucking lap that up and enjoy that and yeah, remind yep. them when they get sad about it that like well i did say yeah, and but i would but i would like check in pretty regularly and like bring exactly it up yeah. again doesn't fucking matter doesn't yeah. matter like it's just if they're not either, you know, poly or they don't have that relationship style as their native language and they're just giving it a crack for yeah. you because that's the thing. I'd be like meeting people that like had never done poly or open relating mm. styles and they wanted to be with me. So they agreed to give it a go, yeah. but it wasn't for them. Yeah. And um, there's
2: always somewhat of a power dynamic imbalance.
0: Yeah. yeah
2: I think it's very rare. I think, I think I maybe have come across it, seen it before, but not with my. It does like, exist,
0: but it's so rare. Yeah. I don't see many people doing it well, and it's also because there's not a lot of scaffolding for that to be done well, because our whole society and culture is based around monogamous relationships. Yeah, exactly. And we don't even do them very well. So yeah. like, and we can't fucking communicate. We can't like. Honestly, it's a shit show. And then we're trying to complicate things further by introducing multiple people and dynamics into it and involving something as, like, sacred and sensitive and delicate as sex Mm. and love and, like, matters of the heart. And, oh, my God, it's a mess. Like, and I just got so completely traumatised by it Mm. because I also really struggled to, like, I wanted to be with as many people as I wanted to be with, but I didn't really feel great when they were with other people, Yeah, and so no, I couldn't cough it, and yeah. I was like, damn, I uh-huh. if I can't allow them that freedom and be happy yeah. for them, then I don't, fuck it. I can't just be, like, expecting them to be chill with me having three fucking partners, Um and eventually was like, no, nah, I, I, like, actually really crave the kind of safety and security and the known known quantity of a monogamous relationship, yeah. and um, I don't think I could ever ever go back really. to like open relating. I don't have any interest in it. Mm. I like I was a diehard for a while there, yeah. and now I'm like I've gone the opposite direction. I'm like, oh my god, How all that been I want, for? Mm, probably like four five years.
2: Oh, it's been a while. Okay, good. yeah, I wouldn't. Did you? Thirty-two. Thirty-two, got it. Yeah, so I kind of got into this world late. I'm thirty-four. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a year and a half or so. Yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah, yeah.
2: when I first started, I was like, "Wow, this is incredible! You can have your cake and eat it too. This is the <laughs> yeah, best thing yeah, ever." Yeah. And then, like, the, all the cracks are appearing. And you're like, oh my god, this is not mm-hmm. all it's like painted out to be. And yeah, um,
0: yeah. And I yeah. want to have a family, and that was there was always this like yeah. discordance in me because I was like, monogamy is not natural, like. I've got the secret, I've got my cake and I can eat it too, da, da, da. Yeah. And then I'd think about the future when I want to have kids and a family and I'd be like, oh, how is that going to work? Like, yeah. that's just not going to work. I, I'm not committed enough to try to tackle that, That you know, mm. having a family and kids in, like, a, a thruple or something. Like, I yeah. can't be bothered.
2: Yeah. I just And
0: I was like, cool, all right, T- time to hang up the belt. I'll just do the monogamy yeah. thing, actually and like yeah it's way more my pace nowadays well,
2: I, I also think and that's obviously that's your experience of what you you've decided upon but like yeah, I yeah. feel like for me and it's, it's still so fresh like it's only been the last yeah. six weeks I feel like yeah that sounds right for me but also like if I'm in a committed relationship for a few years or something and then all of a sudden we both feel like we want to explore totally I feel like that could potentially I couldn't imagine <laughs> having like a polygamous or like not polygamous sorry <laughs> polyamorous Polyamorous? as in like having like other partners on the same playing field but potentially like a lover or something but like very different to how it was before Mm. and I don't know if that's true or not but Mm. I think one of the reasons why I was like oh I don't want this recorded is because I'm still working out what yeah. my stance is like how I feel and that stance can change many times totally. and will change you know totally like, like you said where you were at a few years ago you were yep. like staunch polyamorous yeah and now you're like nah would never go back <laughs> so like <laughs> yeah I think it's for me recordings they like stamp that in time where I'm like I don't even know if this is true for me look
0: for the record you're still figuring it out and that is okay we're all figuring it out I might fucking change down the track this is just where I'm at right now with it and I had a long period of time where I was kind of transitioning that relating style being very conflicted yeah and like feeling weird about it and what what my needs were and what I wanted. So, like, yeah, that's just a super interesting space that you're in and I appreciate you sharing that with me. Thank you. And the podcast, potentially. If you agree to let me publish it.
2: (laughs) Um, What is your take on, like, sexual energy? Because, like, I guess my point is, in a setting like this where I'm attracted to many people here, women here, and... I know this new mentality, old mentality, maybe I'd, like, try to find someone and, like, hook up or, like, have a dance and, like, you know, whatever. But now I'm feeling, like, it's not quite as intense as, like, my tails between my legs and I'm, like, kind of just, like, (laughs) trying to, like, repent in a way. But (laughs) something along those lines where I just, I want to, like, come back to stasis where I'm not... Mm. I'm not being that fuckboy anymore and I'm being respectful, like, completely respectful and not causing any harm. Like, I don't even want to, like, dance with somebody who doesn't feel like I want to have partnership with because then that could cause some level of harm, you know? It's like, I don't even... When I say Mm. dance, I mean even just dance in, like, the the, um, flirtations.
0: Yeah. Tricky.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, because guess you're just trying to find a new way of engaging with sexuality and sensuality and that part of your identity and expression but probably like looking at it through such a magnifying glass because of that recent call out or two and like not wanting I mean I've got a lot of um, male friends who find themselves like being very like lopsided in terms of their like masculine and feminine just I've no expression. Like they'll they'll be trying to be a lot more feminine because they're so worried of making mm. a female feel unsafe or pressured. Yeah. Or and there's so They're so like against toxic mask culture that they've gone really far in the opposite direction yeah. and then have kind of lost touch with like I don't know some of the more they're healthy masculine. Yeah right. and. And it sucks that they're like they're having to be so 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 hyper conscious and like hyper vigilant about every little thing they do and like every social interaction and dynamic. And it's tricky that we can't um, trust our intuition and more like non-verbal consent um, signals. But we kind of can't because we can't even do that right. We can't do the consent thing right. There is a lot of like toxic stuff going on. It's, yeah, it's so tricky. Like, I don't really understand that fully because I'm not in a male body. But, like, I hear that kind of thing coming from men a fair bit where they're like, how do I make sure I'm still a safe space and not completely lose my dick in the process and just have no game and never actually... Like, because they're like I don't even know if flirting's okay I don't know how to be cheeky but, but yeah not cause harm or not give the wrong idea or not make someone feel uncomfortable yeah. or unsafe it's like really tough because like some people love being approached and having someone kind of like make the effort to pursue them because so many women in my life are talking about how they want to be pursued yeah. and everyone all the men are too fucking terrified to pursue no. because yeah. yeah so it's like it's really tricky because of all this new like wave of PC culture and like yeah. consciousness around that um, and then the old kind of like patriarchal like toxic mask you know narratives and stuff and, and dating and sex yeah. scripts and dude I mean that, none of that was an answer to your question but it's yeah. just elaborating on no, like this is a complex thing of
2: it. yeah and, and and I think it like, that is true for sure. I see it so much. Because I live up in Byron at the moment, and it's, like, even more pronounced over there. The
0: home yeah. of the spiritual pathway. <laughs> <laughs> Literally.
2: Yeah. Um, oh. that, that, as well as the feminine mask, like, the feminine man, um, it's, like, super common. And I guess, like, I, I don't have a problem pursuing in a way when it's some of, like, if I feel that there's, Mm. something more real that could potentially grow out of that connection but I'm talking about like if I'm just out at a festival like this I'm single and I don't know if there's potential or not but there's an attraction old me would like want to get to know them
0: and then like I feel like you can still get to know them and and maybe just hold off on the like making a pass or I think you can still yeah. be like a little bit flirty, you can still be kind of like that's all a really fun and light and playful way of engaging with it as long as you still create safety and there's no like pressure or expectation around it and you just enjoy yeah. it for what it is and yeah. um, and maybe just put a ban on yourself like my friend yeah. and I used to no. just be like right we are not like we're not having sex like yeah. this long and yeah. Just see how removing that as an option changed the way we behaved and how we interacted. And then I kind then, of
2: have put it. I, I said yeah. like three month ban. Not not Great. not like in time, but like when I meet someone. Yeah. I don't want to have sex for three months. Yeah, yeah, With a clause. There's a break clause. Oh yeah. What's
0: the break clause?
2: <laughs> it's like if I deem and like this is very subjective. If I deem that that individual is like fully like on this like. Like level of sexuality where I know that they can fully protect themselves and that there's, there's like, yeah, you know. Okay.
0: So like, how would you feel about like uh, meeting a woman who was just like, right? I just want to use you for your body.
2: Yeah, um, then and- that probably doesn't feel good either. I don't know. I, I put the clause in there just in case <laughs> okay. I might not use it, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> it's just there in case because I yeah. can't can't commit to the full thing that's but, um, fine that's
1: fine you're I doing think, well you're
0: but doing I'm well. wanting
2: at this point I'm like desiring partnership yeah and that three month thing is because like whoever I would be choosing to engage with in the future I see that as like a r- really long term thing and yeah. that three month is going to be insignificant in the like oh my God, 100%
0: escape, and there's larger. just like so much to be gained from waiting and taking your time and like not much to be gained from like rushing honestly and a lot to be lost because like yeah I think like waiting builds the suspense, it's like delayed gratification, you're building rapport, safety love, connection, intimacy and all these other ways, you can be intimate and find connection and explore sensuality Mm. in so many ways before you even take your fucking clothes off you know, like, mm-hmm. it makes sense to tease it out and, I don't know, I think people blow their load too early sometimes. Yeah. In, in... True. I mean, it's probably not the best expression not to perfect use. Not expression. I guess so. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, not to shame any, like, premature ejaculators out there. <laughs> <laughs> Doing
3: great. Um,
2: yeah.
0: yeah uh, wow. Well, like, I guess you can just come back and let me know how that's going for you like interacting with people that you're attracted to chatting with them focusing on connection and making sure you're a safe space Mm. because as a woman I'm like that's like the number one thing all men should be doing when they're making new friends and meeting new people because there isn't that safety just automatically there like you're a dude there's unsafety if anything for a woman like in our nervous systems, there's always this little like okay like is this person safe Mm. so doing that and trying not to have like an ultimatum I guess which if you're not having sex and you're not going to like take mm. someone back to your tent at this festival then yeah. like who fucking cares about just focusing on having great conversations and yeah. dancing Yeah. what do you reckon yeah. good yeah. advice yeah
2: it is <laughs> it is I feel like when I'm talking with you I feel like you, you get what I'm saying and you can totally. see me and like feel my intentions and everything but I feel like I could sound like a bit of a dickhead
0: Totally, it's difficult not to sound like a dickhead, honestly, yeah. talking about this stuff, yeah. especially as a man. Yeah, it's hard.
2: I just, I just picture people being like, "This guy's a fucking." No, podcast. totally. You oh, know?
0: I have a podcast. I think that all the time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you're fine.
2: Thanks.
0: Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, courageous share. Thank uh, you so much. That worries. was a meaty conversation.
2: Yeah, I told you you like it.
0: Hey, babe towns. So sorry to interrupt, but I simply had to pop my head into the lounge here and mention another virtual lounge that you've got to get around. It's the Labia Lounge Facebook group that I've created for listeners of the potty to mingle in. And there you'll find extra bits and bobs like freebies or discounts for offerings from guests who've been interviewed on the podcast, inspiring and thought-provoking conversations and support from a community of labial legends. So head over to the links in the show notes and I'll hopefully see you in there. And now, back to the episode.
1: <laughs> okay, I <laughs> yeah, just I
0: just found <laughs> I found a question card for you. Clarify. What is your biggest turn-on? What really gets you engorged? <laughs>
3: <laughs> and engorged means like really into it like hard, like engorged means
0: all the blood vessels in your erectile mm. tissue are full of blood and you're like swollen it's a pretty oh, fucking, man. it's a pretty it's a weird way to put it on the card yeah. I must say no, but I like it, it's on brand for me it's even funnier that English isn't your first language and I had to explain that to you because <laughs> yeah. it's like man when I chose to use the word engorged it was meant to be a bit engorged. of a chuckle oh, <laughs> but man. I feel like it's a Just, fast way of making your guest feel uncomfortable yeah.
3: Well, I guess just when a girl really wants you, like when you're having foreplay and there's like this moment that the girl itself is like, she's going down and she really wants your engorged dick. Yeah. And um, the foreplay, like that you really feel from your partner, like that she gets so aroused herself, you know? Yeah. I think that is the most sexiest thing. Alive. Well, while you're getting pleasure, you can just feel that your sex partner at that moment is getting hard or wet at the moment while she's giving you oral sex. I think that is one of the most sexiest things alive.
0: Good answer. Really? Yeah. Totally. Totally. Just gonna wipe all my chip salts yeah, on my please. jeans you can and pick it up undercut- it my. I've been this like, have you been? I've been. been, I've already, been so. This hand's crossing over to like hold the microphone in front of <laughs> you. Smurfing. This hand is the like draw. picking up sweet potato chips and feeding my face while I'm I listening to you. I love it. It's pretty professional. All right. What beliefs, stories, habits, or conditioning do you have that you want to make sure you don't pass on to your kids? Like any kind of like narratives or beliefs around sexuality? Well, I or think also like porn in
3: general, you know. It's like oh. I'm from digital revolution. Like it's so easy to... For example, I really like... I There's no sleep at night for me without an orgasm. That's been like since I'm 13 years old. It's like in me that I just play with myself before bed. That's like, like sleep r- ritual. Mm-hmm. And... Do you how want to do that? Well, I really started to be conscious, like, uh, last year or so, that I also, that I founded it harder without porn. Then it was yeah. like, whoa, wait, hold up, what's going yeah. on? This, I'm getting another addiction here. Like, yes. this is not okay, you know? Yes. So, um, I thought it was very important to also do it without porn. And, yeah, A-okay, and, uh, yeah, I'm a horny guy, that works, <laughs> but... I do make me realize like hey wait hold up there's actually already like some form of porn addiction in my head like this dopamine boost you know because it's also yeah I would say maybe it's also easier for men to get off you know like playing with yourself yeah and I know with friends, and if you talk about it, like yeah, it can be a real addiction. Like in this, yeah. it's too temptous, you know. Like how do you say this properly? It's like too temptatious. Mm-hmm. Like you have literally everything online, whatever your desire is, and you can have it in seconds, like that. That's that's the human brain is not,
0: dude. Right? You are preaching like- to the choir I have like a couple of episodes on porn and porn addiction yeah, really? and you are you are speaking my language like yeah, no. it's exactly as you say.
3: So I thought it was quite scary actually to realise by myself like yeah shit, it is actually already there. Mm. So I would say this is not something good so I'm trying to build it off as well Yeah, and I mean I really enjoy it as well and I'm not the guy that's really going to exclude myself from something it's all about being conscious and dosage right really um, but yeah I think this is a very important thing where we don't put enough energy towards because I mean especially with the kids growing up right now, I guess it starts even earlier right? Oh they're, my God. they're born and raised with the internet.
0: It's terrifying. Like,
3: like you know we had a certain age. I don't know how how old, they old are you? I'm 31. Yeah you know and um, there was an age. Yeah, I was pretty early with sex and how old
0: were you when you first had sex?
3: Uh, well, sex with myself yeah. was pretty young. Like
0: that's so normal, something. though. That's so normal. Yeah, like, like kids play with themselves sometimes. Like, oh, shit,
3: down. this feels nice. Like rubbing, rubbing against the duvet cover. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is, why is this so nice? <laughs> <laughs> totally.
0: Right. Um. Yeah, no, totally. How how the fuck do you stop your kids from being exposed to like a damaging amount of porn?
3: That is a Though, so, like that's I'm good scared. That I'm terrified. That is a very good question. I think everything is about education and you know, no, you no taboo around it. Really, like as soon as possible once you feel this is going on in your kid, like in their mind, then you should talk about it. Openness is everything. I have the privilege that I was born and raised by like a My parents are very open and they always... Yeah, where are you from? I'm from Amsterdam. Okay. Yeah. Totally. And like beautiful, bit hippie parents, you can say as well, like open-minded. Yeah. And if I look back and if I look around me right now with the friends I have and I'm very grateful with the education around sex, drugs and well yeah, yeah rock and roll actually as well like totally. you know it's so important that you be prepared for these things and like these small life hacks like, you are so you're, lucky that well, you really. had that upbringing and especially and- in Australia it's a thing man oh my like, god man this is your whole new generation like uh, I talked a lot about this because I think it's very interesting why you have the binge culture and I've been working on a lot of festivals but the younger generation you guys really have to protect yourself from the younger generation otherwise they go mental we don't have that back home like there's a certain point at which our youth is also like no okay we don't get so cooked that we drown ourselves for example like yeah all these Maybe safety things here with festival. that was like why are we not doing this sunrise set here yeah we can because otherwise You know, we can't program here because it's too dangerous with the water. And I'm like, what? Are we going to create magical moments or is it...
0: No, Australians can't be trusted. No, it's crazy. They're cunts. Honestly, like, we are always talking about how places over in Europe are fucking doing it right because the binge culture here is atrocious and like it's interesting talking to someone from over there who's had the privilege of that kind of upbringing and you now have that relationship with substances and sex and you know your elders and things like that we just fucking don't have that
3: the difference in those it's very interesting how that works in my eyes yeah Mm.
0: dude Great conversation. <laughs> yeah. I think we covered heaps of ground. Awesome. Um, oh, no, I'm getting aioli on my... Not your no? I'm your good. Advice. Okay, nice. I forgot about my sweet sweet potato chippies. Um, sick, do you want to um, answer another question or oh, tell yeah, me a story? Hard. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Hit me. What does romance mean to you? Can you be romantic with platonic friends as well?
3: And platonic means...
0: Oh, um, like non-sexual friend, like friendshipy oh, kind of yeah. vibes, friend-zone vibes.
3: Yeah, well, I got friend-zoned a lot of times in my life, holy shit, I was always the, the sweet
0: You guy. do romantic stuff for your friends?
3: Well, romantic stuff, no, I think I, I am romantic with my lovers, yeah. but, um, well, there's some friends I share, like, romantic things with, and then... You know, like when you share a moment and then you, you hug each other and like this is really romantic. But then there's yeah because we both know that yeah. it's okay.
0: So like, what does what does romance mean to you? Mm. And do you yeah. have a better word for it? Like yeah, you know,
3: it's, it's an English hard, word, obviously. Romance, yeah. Um, it's really the small things in my eyes, like. I think well, when it comes romance in a relationship it's really the small things that you care for each other that you're Finish each other's sentences in a not fi- uh, literally but in a way that you really feel on to each other like the small, small gestures that you're like, Jesus, this person knows me so well. <laughs> These are the things that melt my heart. That I'm like, Yeah, okay, you're my partner. This is evidence of that you knowing me mm-hmm. so well because there would be no other person or mm-hmm. well, good friends, but the way, yeah. Like and the small gestures that you're like, oh, this is why I love you. What this some, is why we're together. What are
0: some gestures you've done? Yeah, I to think about... Like,
3: Favourite um, hits, highlights. Well, there was my first love of my life was back in Amsterdam and got me some doing some crazy shit. I literally, like, rode back to my house, like on my bicycle, of course, as we do in Holland. Uh, <laughs> And I was like, just fuck it. I'm going to decorate her whole bike because I knew she had to work like the next morning. So I decorated her whole bike because I do events. And I did this wedding where I had numerous, numerous of props and fake flowers and everything. So I took all that home. I upcycled it basically because otherwise it was going in a waste. Love, we love. Yeah, and then in the middle of the night, I was like, I think it was actually raining. Like, I had this realization, like, are you seriously doing this now in the rain? Like, half drunk with music on, decorating her bike. Awesome. And then, yeah, the voice memo I got the next morning was like, yeah, priceless, of course. Loved and it? Yeah, of course. Okay, good, she was good, like, good. almost in tears. She was like, Aww. holy shit. Because I knew... Well, we do have a connection with our bicycles back home. It's a a precious thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been using it for years, and it can be a thing. And I knew she decorated her bike, but her decoration got stolen, or, you know, it was... It was yep. not doofed enough, not yep. jujude ju- yep. enough,
0: yeah. as you guys would say <laughs> yeah. here. Yeah,
3: and yeah. then I make sure it, it was again, and she's a, she's a peacock. She's a beautiful human being, so it, it suits her as well. And then she had her bike again, and she'd been riding that for the, the coming next year, even after our relationship. Uh, bro, uh closed uh, down. How yep. do you say this? Like after we broke up. Yeah. We're still really good friends. Nice. And she's gonna have babies with one of my best mates. Oh, So she's staying in the family, and it's beautiful yeah. how that works.
0: Sick! Oh my god, I love yeah. that. Thank you That's so much. Story, it's a great yeah. story. I love love romance, and I feel like I'm often just going way like over the top. Doing doing like grand romantic gestures or like little sweet things, like I fucking love it. I froth it. And I've never really been with a partner that's very romantic, and I feel like it's falling on deaf ears sometimes. And like in the past, I've done these like elaborately romantic, thoughtful things, and my partner's just been like not into it. Really? Yeah, and it's ah, partner. I know, right? well obviously I'm not with them anymore, yeah. No. But um I love that shit. I think it's like so fun it's the small
3: gestures you know really that makes your partner smile in a way that only you can do i guess yeah
0: yeah cute all right excuse the interruption my loves but i'm shamelessly seeking reviews and five star ratings for the potty because as i'm sure you've noticed by now it's pretty fab and the more people who get to hear it the more people it can help Reviews and ratings help me curry favour with the algorithmic gods and get suggested to other listeners to check out. Plus, they make me feel really good and appreciated as I continue to pour my heart and soul into creating this baby for you. And I promise I don't mazz over them or anything. I mostly just tuck them away for a rainy day when I'm filled with self-doubt and existential dread about being self-employed, which is fairly frequently. (laughs) So you see, leaving a review really does make a difference and it's an easy little act of support that you can take in just a minute or two by either going to Spotify and leaving five stars for the show or writing a written review and leaving five stars over on Apple Podcasts choose your poison. Or if you're a real overachiever, you could do both. Whoa, now. If you are writing a review, though, just be sure to only use G-rated words because despite the fact that this is a podcast about sexuality, words like sex can be censored and your review won't actually show up. Lame. Anyway... Oh, what was that? Oh, you're going to go do it right now while I wait. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great idea. May as well just quickly click that five star button before we get on with it and you know, like forget about it and get on with your day. Um, um, oh, I'm hearing them roll in. I'm hearing those five stars. <laughs> oh my God. I make myself cringe. Anyway, uh, thank you much, Lee. You're a total gem and I'll let you get back to the episode now. All right gang, it is it is finally time for what you've all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we're going to demystify this whole bumble guy bumble chick situation. Um so I, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I'm I'm never going to find out. I guess that's that's that, you know? Like he's not going to get in touch. Um he's not going to listen, blah blah blah. And then I was going to a funky fresh pool party on the weekend and I was feeling pretty like flat and I was like, oh, I'm going like, to just have a scroll through the list of attending to see like how many people I know and, you know, if there's any like bosom buddies I can rely on being there and just sort of huddling next to in case I don't want to talk to anyone <laughs> <new>. <laughs> introvert behavior. Um, and I looked through the list of attending and I saw this photo that I recognized and it was, it was him. It was Bumble Guy. Um, and I was like, holy fuck. Okay. So here's his, his Facebook profile. Great. And I like, I literally drove home to pick up my recording gear before going to the pool party because I was like, oh my God, imagine if he goes. And then I get to, um, actually just chat with him. Like, okay, I'm going to have my recorder with me. Anyway, he didn't, he didn't go. So that was a bit disappointing. But I was like, Damn. okay, what is Facebook? Name is, I'm going to hit him up. Send him a little message, so I sent him this voicey okay, and also I'm feeling a bit weird about the aggressiveness with which I pursued the truth. I no,
1: own it, dude. Own it.
0: <laughs> oh, dude. I don't know. I was like starting to so feel bad by the end. And I was telling my housemate and she was like, <laughs> I could tell she was just like, oh, she was cringing. She was like, nah, this is mean. I'm like, I don't know. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, maybe I'll change my mind once I hear the story.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, we're not naming names. Honestly, it's not, it's not going to affect him whatsoever, except that he'll probably listen to this. Um, and I'm gonna feel a bit bad about that if he is just a genuine guy who who and there might just be like a perfectly human explanation, um, which I've got my theories and we'll talk about that. But I think what I'll do is I'll just lay out the conversation. <laughs> this goes deep, dude. It's gone deep. I wish it wasn't so deep. I was just like so ready for a simple answer and be like, oh, totally, that makes sense. Awesome, thanks for like just fucking clarifying that for me. Nope. No, it got pretty complex. Um, And I'm going to lay it all out and then we can kind of discuss and then decide whether we even publish this because I feel like an asshole. All right. So I started off by sending him this voicey. Hey, mate. Uh, excuse the random message out of the blue. I, I went to a party on Sunday and when I was looking at the list of people attending, I recognized a photo of you and found your Facebook profile. And I was like, hang on a minute. That's, that's Bumble guy. That's the dude from Comfort Creek. <laughs> and I don't know if you're aware or if you've listened to the last uh, couple of episodes, but there's a bit of a running mystery that centers around your story about how you met a chick on Bumble and she told you about Comfort Creek and you bought a ticket, blah, blah, blah. You know the story. Um But basically I just have to get in touch to get to the bottom of it because there's a few people waiting on the edges of their seats to figure out what the story is from your side because halfway through the festival it kind of occurred to me that maybe – there was a possibility that i was the chick from bumble because i've got a profile for the labia lounge um i don't use it much and obviously it's been ages um so i kind of didn't it didn't like dawn on me immediately um but then i was like becoming increasingly convinced that i must have been bumble girl and that maybe you thought I was fucking with you by like pretending that I didn't know and it wasn't me or something like that. And that's why he didn't say anything. And then I'm like, but maybe he didn't know either. Or maybe he suspected, but didn't want to say anything. And then I didn't say anything. So anyway, it's a whole fucking thing. We're just like endlessly curious about this I'm pretty sure you must have known. I mean, my whole freaking profile on Bumble is all about the labia lounge. And, you know, I was at Comfort Creek doing a live labia lounge installation. So surely you knew, right? So I'm just wondering, like, why didn't you say anything? Like, at what point did you know it was me? Um, did you just think I was, like, messing with you? <laughs> Um, cause yeah, I kind of, I just genuinely didn't realize. And then when I sort of thought, oh fuck, maybe, maybe it is. Then I just felt so awkward and weird, uh, that I avoided you for the rest of the festival. Um, but now I'm like, no, I need, to, I need to get to the bottom of this. I need to find out <laughs> what the situation was from your side. Um, so yeah, we would just love to know if you could please enlighten us as to what was going on for you in that whole situation am i the chick from bumble um and yeah all uh, uh, all of this will be recorded for podcast purposes and your reply signifies consent thank you very much
1: <laughs> wow 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 wow, wow. I, I actually love that as a just like extremely direct and out of nowhere message i love that I love that. So, yeah, not the first one I sent that day. Um, Okay,
0: so then, then he was just like "Mm, mystery and suspense and some fucking faff, and you know, uh, uh, and I was just like, so come on, what do you got? And he was like, oh, I'll tell you my side of the story next time I bump into the labia lounge at a festival. And I was like, fuck, no, dude, you are not getting off this lightly. And I sent this, which is where maybe it gets a little bit aggressive. (laughs) I don't know. Let me know. (laughs) Um, No, dude, you'd better tell me what the situation is because, like, with the facts that I have now, you know, if you don't tell us your side of the story, you're just going to look like a fucking psychopath that followed me (laughs) to a festival and deleted me off Bumble and didn't tell me that you knew it was me while you were, like, chatting to us. So... Here are my questions to you, and I would love a vulnerable, honest answer because at the end of the day, I'm a human, you're a human. I just want to get to the bottom of it. The listeners just want to know, did you know I was the chick from Bumble when you approached me? Why didn't you tell me it was me when you saw my profile again on Bumble at the festival? And you definitely must have known it was me by that point. Also, did you think I was just messing with you? Because I would have felt like shit, and I'm sorry if that's the case. I definitely wasn't. Or were you messing with me because you knew it was me and you knew that I hadn't figured it out? Anyway, those are my questions. Would love to just like get the lowdown. Um, but like I said, if you don't, uh, if you're not forthcoming with that information, then <laughs> Hannah and I are just going to have to discuss it on the podcast tomorrow. And it's not looking good for you.
1: <laughs> Jeez. I love how, how you are kind of all about like, Creating a safe space for people to share vulnerable things, and this is the opposite. Where you're like, "Be vulnerable with me. Tell me your stories and all of your secrets." <laughs> all right. right,
0: right. And so this is where. <clears throat> so this is what I mean. It's like I <laughs> sometimes can can be like very tactless because I'm too blunt, and this is you know, it's the strength and it's a weakness, and is kind of why I'm feeling a bit guilty. <laughs> It was like I didn't particular, I thought that like I was trying to create a safe space. But then as soon as he wasn't playing ball, I was like, "Fuck off, dude! Don't be difficult about this. Like, come on, you know." And then I got a little bit like, I don't know. I feel like I was still being very human, but like I don't know. I don't think
1: it, I don't think it's aggressive, but it's very intense. Very okay. intense. Yep. That's
0: yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and then he was like. I'm lovely. We have mutual friends. You can't make me go on your podcast and threaten to call me names. Um, no, say what you will. I'm still here. I don't really know what that means. And I was like, Oh no, no, no. Like I'm not asking you to go on the podcast. You can literally just reply to this in text form. I would just really love to know, like literally just want to know the questions like out of sheer curiosity and because it's such a strange situation and I'm really confused. And want to get to the bottom of it, and you know, now it's become part of this narrative on the podcast. Sorry, um, but I think he's like feeling backed into a corner at this point. Obviously,
1: yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: I still think if it was me and I received that, I'd be like, yeah, okay, here's the situation. You know, like I'm. I think I just I lose touch with like how other people might feel if they're not as like. Confident, like confident as I am, I suppose, or as, as, like, open. uh, Like, some people are just open. Yeah.
1: Some people just,
0: yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which is, this is why I'm feeling a little bit guilty. Anyway, he was like, it wasn't you. Four minutes after you left to start your labia lounge recordings, we were chatting at breakfast um, and the bumble girl came over and told me off for not bringing my own mug for coffee. I was using a recyclable cup that the cafe sells with their coffee. I recognised her, however, because I was being told off, failed to mention and thank her for the heads up to the festival. So there you go, better than a soap opera. And I was like actually, I just don't think I believe you. I'm so sorry, but I saw your that profile. On- to me. Mm, well, because I'd seen his profile on Bumble like a few days ago.
1: Yeah.
0: And I fully recognized the profile. It jogged my memory. I was like, yep, yeah, nah. I-, I fully remember the opening line that he used about like, you know, wanting to find his other half and have kids and stuff. And I remember being like, whoa, you're not mucking around. And, you know, then he's, and then he was like, yeah, well, it's served to like get your attention and stuff. And I'm like, dude, unless he has somehow used that exact, that, that exact thing has gone down with another person at the festival. I just don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure it's me and he's backtracking because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for a number of reasons, I'm sure. Anyway. And he was like, okay, like, yes, we have matched on Bumble, but you're not Bumble Girl. And I was like, I literally remember the whole conversation now, dude. Like, I remember, yeah, telling someone about Comfort Craig, blah, blah, blah. Um, And I was like, seriously, please just level with me. Like, also, if you knew we matched on Bumble, why didn't – like, did you just not tell me because, like, you felt awkward and because I obviously didn't remember. Like, so now I'm just, like, asking all these questions because I'm like, what the hell? um." Yeah. And he was just like telling someone that you matched on Bumble isn't cool. And I was like, Really? Why not? Like, why? So we've obviously just got like different um views on like what's kind of normal and acceptable and and obviously this is like pushing him further away from just like coming clean with me. <laughs> um and he was like, This would make a good podcast. I was like, um fucking oath it will, like, so it already is making a good podcast. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, like, I'm still not buying this. I'm sorry. Like, um, it would just be so much better if you would just, yeah, like, just explain to me, like, I get if, yeah, obviously that would feel awkward and I I didn't, I don't want you to feel like I was, like, messing with you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, but at this point, like, and he's like, I'm not lying. And I'm like, unless you can prove. Produce the actual Bumble Girl, I'm just going to have to say that it was definitely me and I have no idea why you <laughs> won't just tell me. <laughs> So this is what I mean, pretty aggressively, okay, like, I'm just doing the line see, of interrogation.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see what happens next, because honestly, I'm not sold that it was you. And at this point in your messages, I feel like you're coming across as like, it has to be me, <laughs> right? I must be Bumble Girl. I'm the person. I am the main person in this story. You're just, honestly, yeah, yeah, it <laughs> sounds like you're inserting yourself into this story. So I would be curious to know if you found any further evidence, because <laughs> based on what you've said, I'm not convinced I'm on the side of this guy so far
0: Um, really which would be so funny because remember how we were saying like (laughs) at the at the end of the first episode like oh my god and imagine if I just totally inserted myself into this whole thing and it's (laughs) not me you know like um yeah yeah. yeah. and but then this is where he like fully digs this hole because I was also like fuck yeah okay but I do remember his profile and I do remember that conversation and it's a fucking small festival so honestly like come on anyway he's like it just gets stranger. Bumble Girl is also a sex therapist. And I was like, what? Like, who is she then? Like, so have you had more contact with her since you realized who she was at the festival? Cause like, that would be really helpful just to tie a bow on this. Like, especially if I can, you know, just verify that. Um, And then he's just like, yeah, she told me off for not bringing my own cup. There was no way I was going to go talk to her after that. She didn't say hello. She just tried to rip my head off. Um, And I was like, oh, I mean, okay. Um, I was like, how do you know she's a sex therapist then? From our Bumble conversation. And I was like, as if you wouldn't have told us that detail when you were telling the story. Like, anyway, um, and, yeah, he said she said she was doing massage at the festival too. And I was like, huh. Well, that's easy enough to fact check. I fucking know all the people doing massage there. I'm like part of a group chat with them, most of them my friends. And so um, I was like, dude, this is like a pretty big hole that you're digging, just saying, because like I can check this. (laughs) (laughs) And he was was like, there's no, I'm not digging a hole, it's the truth. And I was like, well, what's her name? And he's like, oh, this is like a Seinfeld episode. And I was like, yeah, I know. I know feeling a bit gross about how persistent I am but you know whatever gotta gotta get to the bottom Uh, of it now honestly
1: I feel Uh, like at this point if you've sent the messages you have you might as well just go all the way like he thinks you're weird and intense so like just keep going with
0: it totally totally exactly um and so and he was like I don't know her name I don't want to know Um, you know, she was a bitch to me, bit my head off for the coffee cup thing. I was like, geez, um, I just can't imagine that even happening, (laughs) but, um, at Comfort Creek. And I was like, but you literally said to me like at the festival that you'd found her on Bumble again that day. So now you know her name and what she looks like, you know, like he said that to me. And so I was like, how have you forgotten already? (laughs) Like, And he's like, Uh, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um, and then anyway, so I was like, all right, sex therapist who did massage at Comfort Creek went into the group chat that I'm part of with the other massage people and workshop facilitators there. There's like, you know, four, you know, women and yeah, I've just kind of, um, you know, some of them are in relationships. Some of them I know are absolutely not sex therapists. There ends up being one that it would be. And I was like, oh my God. Dude, this is amazing. Like maybe it's not me. Maybe it's this chick who um I actually got a massage from. And I think um she does well, she's not a sex therapist, but she does something kind of in those yeah. Yeah. in that realm, you know? Um and so I was like, oh my God, is it so-and-so? I actually like got a massage off her. Like that's that checks out if it's her. And he was like, you know, I have no interest in finding a lady who is mean to me for your podcast. I don't want to know. I was like, but, like, does that name ring a bell? Because just saying, it is honestly the most uncommon name you've ever heard. You would fucking remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, don't worry. Like, I'm not going to put you in touch with her or anything. I, I'm i just trying to find out, was this her name? And he was like, no, that doesn't ring a bell. I've wiped it from my men- my memory. Um. Anyway, it's been entertaining. Looking forward to hearing whatever story you spin from this. Um, I'm going. All the best with it. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, thanks, soz. Um, And don't worry, like, I haven't named any names and it's all very anonymous on the potty. And he was like, I'm not worried. I'm not in the wrong. <laughs> so anyway, I got in touch with the woman who I thought it could be.
1: Whoa, Okay.
0: I sent a really unsolicited and bizarre voicey to her as well. And I, I know her a little bit, so it was okay. And she was like, well, that was random. It's not me. <laughs> it's definitely, well, definitely not her.
1: <laughs> you know what? I, I think two possibilities. I'm not sold that it's you, personally. I'm not.
0: Hey, me again. If you'd like to support the potty and you've already given it five stars on whatever platform you're listening on, I want to mention that you can buy some really dope merch from the website and get yourself a Labia Lounge tote, tea, togs, yep, you heard that right, I even have Labia Lounge bathers, or a cute fanny pack if that'd blow your hair back. So uh if fashion isn't your passion though, you can donate to my Buy Me A Coffee donation page, which is actually called Buy Me A Soy Chai Latte, because... I'll be the first to admit, I am a bit of a Melbourne cafe tosser like that. And yes, that is my coffee order. <laughs> you can do a one off donation or an ongoing membership and sponsor me for as little as three fat ones a month. And I also have a Sunroom profile over on the Sunroom app, as I've mentioned. And I also offer one-on-one coaching and online courses that'll help you level up your sex life and relationship with yourself and others in a really big way. So every bit helps because it ain't cheap to put out a sweet podcast uh, into the world every week out of my own pocket. So I'll be undyingly grateful if you support me and my biz financially in any of these ways. And if you like, I'll even give you a mental BJ with my mind from the lounge itself. Saucy. And um, I'll pop the links in the show notes. Thank you. Later.
1: Um, I think it could be. I think there are some elements of his story that make me think that it was like um, one thing, for example, is generally when people lie or often when people lie, they will add in more details. Heaps of detail. Yeah. Heaps of detail. And the fact exactly. that he said like one detail that stands out from what you said to me is that, he said four minutes after you got up to record the Levy Lounge. So it's like, what, did you have like a stopwatch? And we got up and you just started your stopwatch and you knew it was four minutes later. Like four minutes is weird. People say like five minutes, people say 10 minutes, four minutes. Who uses that? Like, <laughs> unless you are autistic and you have a clock in your brain, sometimes I use specific minutes when I'm I like gonna really say sure what time enemy. it is. But like, really, that's a, weird, that's a weird thing to say.
0: The That's thing- something you would totally notice as well. That's hilarious. Yeah, and there was way more detail. I just didn't read it out because none of it was relevant and I couldn't be fucked.
1: Yeah, and I mean... But I noticed you know, that too. Maybe maybe the dude's brain just latches onto details and he just shared a bunch of information, or maybe it was a very elaborate black backstory to cover that it that it was you. However, I am wondering if she might just be some kind of weird tripper at the festival who because there were people who brought massage tables who were just kind of out in the bushes fucking massaging people. And I am certain that in a group of alternative people like that, there would be a lot of people who would call themselves a sex therapist who are not, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, like I don't think it's that uncommon for people to be like, yeah, like I'm like a, you know, you know, all the weird language people use around this. Who knows? Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to be one of the official massage people I think if it's not the person that you found and you know maybe it is that's the other thing it's like at the end there it really sounded like he was really getting put off and he like didn't want to he didn't want to tell you the end of the story regardless if it was you or if it wasn't you he didn't want to tell you so I feel like maybe it is you or maybe it's someone else and he was just feeling like He couldn't stand the heat of the line of questioning.
0: Yeah, I don't have a soft enough touch. I think that's where I went wrong. I, like, I was just, like, so impatient and annoyed. And I think because, like, yeah, I also went into that just being like I fucking know it's me so dude why are you lying you know like I'm I'm like yeah I'd say 99.9 because like there's heaps of stuff that really like lined up after I started Mm -hmm. like actually thinking about it and even just the way like he kind of came up and approached us at the at the you know when you you walk up to someone and you've forgotten their name but you know you know them and you like You kind of say, hey, in this like expectant way that's like open so that they can be like, oh, hey, but so that it's not going to be like embarrassing if they don't recognize you. It was that. It was like straight up that. That's how he first came and sat down next to us. And then he kept coming and sitting next to me like at random times over that first day. And I I just feel like there's so many things that I'm like, nah, it's totally me. But the thing is it's like so what I think is likely, which is so fair enough is, like, it was really, like, awkward and uncomfortable and he didn't quite know how to handle it when I didn't, like, recognize him and it became this whole thing because we're recording it for the podcast and, like, you know, that's, like, a lot of pressure all of a sudden on this, like, kind of delicate situation where, like, because when I didn't know that it was me. Like I was kind of grilling him. I was being like, don't you think she's going to think you're a stalker? And like, why did you unmatch her? And like, remember how he got so defensive? I think yeah, yeah. it seemed like after that, why would he feel comfortable telling me that it was me? You know? Like, totally.
1: Totally. Like see. if it is you, if it is you, you are never going to find out. You are never, well, who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe. I'm Not you, now. <laughs> no, I don't, I think if it is you, you'll never find out. But I also think you'll probably never find out who it was because it sounds like you, your uh. approach or like the whole situation means he doesn't want to tell us because look, he's got like in this position right now with this episode that we've just recorded, he's got like the last little drop of power. Like he's not going to tell you the answer because he's still got a secret that we don't know,
0: you know? I mean, I don't. Uh, yeah, I th- I feel you. I know it's me. So like, I don't. Know. <laughs> like, I I just think there's the too many. It would have to be too much of of a coincidence. And um, yeah. Like, I just yeah. You know how you got you just. I don't know if you've experienced this, but like, I've got this memory for like photos, and um, mm. I hadn't been on Bumble since like five years ago or some shit and like there'll be profiles that pop up that I'm like oh my god I remember this profile from five years ago and like I remember matching yeah. with this person or whatever because I just remember like the specific like composition of the photos or whatever um and I also fucking remember being really like impressed with the bluntness and the confidence with which you know I was like hey what brings you here and he's like you know, just find my other half and start a family. And I was like, whoa, like, all right. And, and he was like, you know, and to get your attention. And I was like, that's fucking smart. That was a great opener. That was like, I'm down with that. I love it when people are blunt. I love, you know, so like, I remember that, that sticks in my mind. And when he told us that on the podcast, that was when it started dawning on me. And I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, maybe, maybe it is you, or maybe you just matched with him. It's like, A bunch of young, cool people in Melbourne go to a festival. I don't think it's that crazy that you would match with multiple people at that festival, even if you, like, never talk to them again. But it could be you. I also remember
0: being asked, I also remember being asked, have I got any festivals on for the summer? And I said, Comfort Creek. He was like, that looks really cool. And he just disappeared. So like unmatched me. He just disappeared off the app. So like, you know, I'm I'm ninety-nine point nine percent sure. Honestly, don't don't really care at this point. I feel like it's almost just gone way too far now. And I feel guilty because if he hasn't told me the truth, it's because he feels really fucking embarrassed and awkward. And like, you know, I've backed him to backed him into this corner with my like not so tactful approach. <laughs> will be the first to admit that would be really intimidating and daunting. And also, like, if it were me, I'd probably want to dig my heels in and just be like, well, fuck you, bitch. I'm not telling you anyway. Like, I'm not going to give you what you want now because you're being, you know. So, like, I get that. And then the other side of me is, like, the the side that reads way, like, f- as part of my work and, you know, the, all the conversations I have with a lot of clients who have had super traumatic experiences and dated narcissists and the part of me that has also had some really – challenging times with narcissists in my life that part of me is like oh my god what if it's like this kind of sociopathic like narcissistic oh my god (laughs) (laughs) who like is behaving in this really fucking weird way and then gaslighting me and like do you know what I mean because it's like they're out there they're way more fucking common than you think and there's a whole lot of like hallmark behavior and red flags that I'm now uber sensitive to that I'm like you know what wouldn't surprise me wouldn't surprise me
1: you know what anyway i think this is what i think i don't think i don't think the dude is like some kind of crazy narcissist (laughs) trying to gaslight you if it is you i think he matched you on bumble because you're cute and he thought you were interesting and he had a bit of a chat and he went to the festival because the festival looked cool and then when he got there he was like oh no way that's like that person i matched with on bumble came over Realized how intense it was to potentially get grilled about the whole origin story, and has ever since yep. been trying to escape your clutches.
0: <laughs> no, but he kept approaching me multiple times that's after true, that. That's true.
1: Well, that's and what asking me about around. my
0: romantic life,
1: <laughs> and
0: like lead, leaving little crumbs by being like, "Yeah, I like found her on Bumble again, so now I know what she looks like." You know, like I don't know. I feel like he was kind of fucking with me a little bit as well. Anyway, I feel like that's that's a wrap. I. I guess um, we're all just fucking flawed humans and we'll probably never know. But generally, there's like a pretty like relatable explanation with this stuff. You know, I remember when I was younger, just like maybe telling a little white lie or getting into a situation where I kind of had to just like continue on this like line of I don't know, like I would just get myself in deeper and deeper to try to stick with my story and then I'd be like, fuck, I should have just told the truth in the first place. It's too late now though, I have to really like commit, you know, and I feel like that's – we've all probably had some kind of experience like that. So, yeah, anyway, sorry Bumble Dude if I uh, if I was a little bit too – um, yeah – uh, confrontational, but you know, that's how I roll. And I, I feel like I have an intensely (laughs) low tolerance for lying and for not being super open and vulnerable and honest. Like I am don't have time for it.
1: So that's why, that's why I behaved like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Look, you are not the, not the woman for him, but if you are listening, Bumble guy, I hope you find that wife and kids you're looking for. Maybe in a totally. less intense less intense package than Freya. Maybe someone who's not gonna back you into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone who's gonna
0: like match with you on Bumble, find out an event you're going to, buy a ticket yes! immediately, and then and then unmatch you and go there alone.
1: That's that's your kind of gal. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of someone who's gonna <laughs> pursue you like a detective. And you know what? And put you
0: on a podcast. <laughs>
1: the world needs detectives. So, that's hey, it was why you're fun. Here.
0: I had fun yeah. with it. I had fun with it. <laughs> cool, sick one. All right, well that that concludes Comfort Creek Live, part three. If you're still with us, fucking well, bloody done. If you've got any theories or intel, feel free to hit me up. Um, and as usual, I'm always open to feedback. Like if this just seems like an unnecessarily cruel thing to have done to a fellow human, which there's a part of me that's like a little bit worried about, you know, it not being cool because I never want to make people feel, you know, unsafe or, or, um, attacked. Yeah. Feel free to let me know that as well. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm just very, I have a very low, low tolerance for, um, for anything other than transparency because I have had a lot of narcissists and gaslighting in my life. So that's that's there for context.
1: Totally. And, I mean, I think part of the reason we did this whole investigation is because this guy was pretty keen to chat to us. And if he really didn't want to talk to us, he wouldn't have had to, right? Like at the end there when he was kind of done, he was like, all right, I'm out. Like good luck with the podcast. So um, <laughs> Totally. I think it was all done in the right context. But, yeah, very funny, very intense story. Um, And I guess if you're listening, you can be the judge. Maybe you're like me and you're a skeptic or maybe you're like Freya and you are 99.99% convinced. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right. Peace out,
0: everyone. And that's it, darling hearts. And you'd be supporting my vision to educate, empower, demystify and destigmatize with this here podcast. Also, I'm always open to feedback, topic ideas that you'd love to hear covered or guest suggestions. So feel free to get in touch via my website at frayograph.com or say hey over on Insta. My handle is Freya underscore graph underscore YMT and I seriously hope you're following me on there because damn, we have fun. We have fun. Anyway, later labial legends. I'll see you next time.